Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show, everybody. I'm very excited for our two guests today. This is, we haven't had many uh, episodes with three. Who's it's good. It? It's good, right? It's good, yeah. We can have a good conversation, hopefully. Um, so, Pierce, Andy, we are here. You guys, obviously... I mean, do people come up to you and say, you, thank you for having the largest YouTube channel for golf ever? <laughs> people come up to thank us for, for the, the tips that we give, which is great, really. I think we do, you know, when we travel around the world now, obviously we're here in L.A. And wherever we go, if we go to a golf club, then, you know, somebody comes up and says thank you. you know, right. we, haven't someone, we haven't had anyone come up and, uh, and do anything sort of bad yet, Pierce, but I'm sure that might happen one day. We've had, we had some good ones. We, had, um, we did have a guy who did, I'm just going to bring it out there now we had a guy who um, had a tattoo a me and my golf tattoo on no. his forearm oh, yeah, yeah. and take charge and it was this was just after we'd um changed the logo so if he'd have done it like a month before and we'd have changed that i think he would have been a little bit uh, upset yeah, a bit outdated. uh can you bring that mic a little closer there Andy? thanks um so wait he, where was the tattoo on his forearm and he even put take charge on there as well oh, he, did, like, yeah. he was a tattoo artist and did it himself ah on his forearm, like on the inside. On the inside, yeah. Okay, that's a very personal spot. Yeah, <laughs> it was covered. With, there were loads of other ones there, so it was a bit of a mess, really. No, 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 it was good. But you guys very recently became the largest golf YouTube channel on planet Earth. It's you know, it's, it's been there for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, we know so. that we were looking at. Um, I was saying to Evan earlier about we were chasing down PJ Tour for a long time, and that, Got was, him. that was the one that we wanted to get past. And yes, yeah, so got him. Cool. What what was what did you do on that day? Did you did you just celebrate? Pat yourself on the back. Uh, do you know what? That's something that we never do. We should do more of that. I think we right. should celebrate the celebrate some of the milestones. But we just, I think, we just love getting out there and sort of grinding all the time, looking at ways of getting better. And I think sometimes we, we we're guilty of just not stopping and going. Actually, we we you know we've done some good things here. But yeah, yeah. yeah we need to celebrate a little bit more. Uh, Maybe the, tonight, please. Yeah, there we go. Let's do it tonight. <laughs> celebrate it tonight. We're kind of it was the the people that are listening to this podcast in their car or on a train or in a plane or. There's a, maybe on a skateboard, I don't know, or, or mm-hmm. on a golf course. Um, we are wearing a coat and tie. We are. We are in a wooden, a wood-laden boardroom of the one of the one of the nicest golf clubs uh, in America or it's in beautiful. the world. Uh, Bel Air Country Club. This is your first time here. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. I mean, we just had a good look outside, and we're like, right, we need to play golf. Phenomenal looking golf course. It is, it is and beautiful. the sun the sun is so obviously setting as well, so it's like yeah, it's perfect. It's extra nice. You guys have had an interesting Los Angeles day. Can you can you tell Pierce people a little <laughs> bit about about the day so far? <laughs> I mean, do you know what? I mean, uh, we got in here yesterday. We've been filming down in San Diego for ten days um, with some bad weather as well. What's going on there? We don't yeah. expect this when we come to California. Two days of here, terrifying the sun. So we um, yeah we did that. We got here obviously yesterday, and today we played golf with you four holes <laughs> kind of a vlog style thing i mean there were some really good shots actually some decent shots yeah. on a very interesting golf course we got to play with mary lou and carl right <laughs> as well a five ball with guys playing golf with no shoes on it was kind of a good vibe wasn't yeah it? the barefoot bros they were the there wasn't they? making some noises on the they last were, they were loud. i think they might have had a few <laughs> drinks before they got to the they ninth got pretty hole. well well they've been playing nine holes in three hours so yeah, i would yeah. be pretty yelling too the bins were full we played uh we played penmar which is if you live in la it's obvious to you it's the venice nine hole course and if you don't know that if you don't live in la you 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 you'll love to see the video that we are that's mm-hmm. going to come out tomorrow yeah we yeah, have this absolutely. great little video that you know it obviously hasn't been edited yet because so we, 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 we love Venice, and it, and, it, and it actually is, now you just said that, it's like, oh yeah, okay, 
No, that kind of makes sense. Right. It's exactly like what Venice is like. Well, yes. It's been cool. the most popular golf course in LA, apparently, as well. That Mary yeah. Lou was saying it was the most played golf course in LA. I'm She's curious. I'm actually curious to know about Mary Lou's stati- statistics. <laughs> uh, because, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's possible, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it certainly took three hours to play nine holes, and that's it took us an hour and a half to play four. Yeah. It's that's about right for us. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, you guys, uh, you don't, you don't, you said you don't celebrate that much. You don't. Why? I mean, you guys, I feel like the story about when you guys met, which I want you to tell in a second, it's just, it's one of the coolest stories out there because I don't know, I think a lot of people would probably assume you guys were almost casted together, you know what I mean, to do this <laughs> online business, right? You yeah. I mean, you're fit for it. You're both like charismatic and good looking and easy to talk to and good listeners. That's obviously I what like, you need. I like, I like, like <laughs> Can I have a job? Do this again. <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, it's it's like you don't really examine or or I don't know. I don't question where you guys came from, right? Because I'm just assuming. Oh yeah, you guys like it's just like everybody else. But no, you guys were kids, and you just like met in a pro shop. But but at what point, you know, like you have that story, and then I don't know. I mean, we talked about it a little bit while we were playing golf today. But I'm I'm always fascinated by hearing success stories and the takeaways that you guys have had. Can you just like run with that topic? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I know Andy was telling you earlier, so I'll, I'll tell you my version and see how close they are. But I mean, <laughs> we, you know, um, I, we were both junior members at a course called Oxley Park in the middle of England, Wolverhampton. Both born in the same hospital. Um, similar course to this place, wasn't it? Similar, it's in, in, the, in the middle of the you know, yeah, housing yeah, exactly, estate. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, similar. Yeah. Ford houses, yeah. Um, so, no, not, not at all. But, so, wait, so you were joking because it's saying it's I was joking, yeah, really it was nothing like this. It's in the middle of like a council estate, yeah, it's totally yeah, different no, it's to this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fact, it, English humour that was yeah, there, not the, the, the one a, thing I will say, the Goodyear blimp we've just seen, the Goodyear factory in the UK was right next door to it, so you'd see okay. the Goodyear blimp up there as well. So yeah. that's the, that, there is a comparison. Similar. Okay, yeah. Similar. So anyway, we... Smelled we, like rubber. Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 absolutely. So we had the, we played junior golf together. We always said that we should set up an academy, you know, you know, we were in, we both turned pro our golf club with a lot of Guys and when you pro. say turn pro, you mean uh, you, like PGA? PGA, yeah. So right. PGA training. So we went through that, crikey, a few years ago now. And um, yeah, we always said when we qualified, oh, we should do something, we should do something. We were always very keen. I don't think we realized we weren't good enough to play tournament golf. But we always loved teaching. We always loved helping people. So we eventually got this chance where Andy worked at his driving range. There was a spot opened up there. We ran an academy for like six and a half years. And we did really well with it. We made a lot of changes there and we just we really enjoyed obviously coaching people but then and is this like pre-track man oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Pre-track man, so yeah. crazy yeah. yeah so you've got like an so how are you teaching people what's the what, how is that can we just totally yeah, segue into how teaching has changed really quick and come back to the story oh yeah i mean the good thing with us is we actually learned to coach without a video camera really i know the video with the video around, no without without, without. yes yeah, so that was you know good. what I'm, I feel like sometimes I do too many segues. So of those of you listening, I'm sorry. We're going to come <laughs> back to this subject of how teaching has changed. But I do. Let's go back to the other subject that we. Yes, yeah, so I've already forgotten what no, it was. No, 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 sorry, sorry. So we played. We played junior golf. Sorry, played junior golf. Then we obviously turned pro, and then we said, "Look, let's set up a business." We set up the business at Andy's place called Three Hams. How did you golf come up? Complex. Is this you, me and my golf? No, no. This is Three Hams Golf Complex. This is Proudman and Ward Golf Academy. Proudman and Ward. Yeah, very original, as you can tell. Old school. I like it. You know what? It sounds more expensive. <laughs> it, does. it does, isn't it? It does. So we set this, this could up. be the elite section now. Proudman and Ward videos. That's the, that's a branch off. There you go. But we, yeah. So we set this up, and we were we were teaching a lot. We were putting like two hundred and fifty new golfers a week through some beginner golfers in beginner classes, and then we had all our other lessons we were doing. We had other coaches working for us. It was going great. Wow. And then we kind of had this, um, so probably haven't told this exact story yet, but 
we had this realization within the next, within the same month, pretty much. So we had a, a rent review meeting, and we actually went. What's in, a rent review? A rent review. So with our landlord. So we were ah. the lease. So we were looking at the lease. The lease, at the, lease the, of the of the driving the range. driving range. So right. We had the coaching rights there. So you basically bought. Uh, two stalls or a stall. We, yeah, yeah. Well, so it was, it was effectively three range bays, but then it turned into an indoor. How much does that cost for three range bays? Uh, we were paying over. Uh, well, for teaching rights, which allows other coaches to go there under our guise, mm. it was like thirty thousand pounds a year. Um, a year, okay. And then is that is that the same um, setup around the world, or is this typical? Um, I would say thing? a lot of people paid rent on a, on a on a, okay. on a range bay, right. but we were paying it for the. It's whole kind thing. of like a barber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't we realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. It's paying for a stall. Yeah. Except instead of cutting people's hair, you're. <laughs> yeah. It's more important than that. <laughs> I think the great thing about saving lives about the, the rent review was as well. We were paying a lot of rent, and we were busy. The business was really busy, and we were like, "How are we going to continue to coach? You know, six days a week till nine o'clock at the night. We're like, we're just lacking something here. We can't do this till we're sixty. There's something got to be." It's more too one to one. Yeah, yeah it's it was, exhausting. It was, yeah, and it was like well, we can't continue to do this. Even as much as we loved it to coach fifty people a week and just churn them out and you know coach online on a night, it was it was like not achievable. So yeah, we said, well, let's just quit this. Whoa, let's just finish. We said, let's just finish. Proudman Award. Proudman Award Upset. done. 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 Really? It's, it literally was within, as I was saying, within the same month. We had the same realization. So we went into we went into this review meeting. About you know negotiating how we can get the price lower, we went in there going right, okay, let's do this deal, let's save up money. I had a fifteen month deal we, we we agreed on, we saved up money so we could then as soon as we finished we could travel. So we told the the landlord that we're leaving. He thought we were bluffing. He thought we were doing really? it. We were we were starting to get some real good prices back on the review. <laughs> Cars were coming in and all sorts. We're like Whoa. damn, we should have done this a while ago. Whoa. But we 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 weren't bluffing. We were going. And, and how we, when is this? This is two thousand twelve. Oh wow, so two thousand twelve. We left the UK. We went 107 days around the world. We flew straight to New York. We were staying in hostels. So we were in hostels in New York, Miami. You guys are both single. Yeah. We were both seeing somebody yeah, when we went out we there. Were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were, that didn't last very long, though, after yeah. we, uh, we were out there for a couple of months. But we, we were in the, the hostel in... I mean, in our first hostel in New York, we got a Chinese girl who... Gave him the Chinese for um, sesame allergy because he's he's allergic to sesame. Oh really? So all sorts of going on. Then Wait, we, so we, you we, cured allergies on this trip? Uh, well, <laughs> not, quite, not quite. Not quite. Not quite. We were in Miami, and the guy who was in my bunk had just been released from prison. <laughs> Tried to sell one of the other guys drugs. Who was this guy Doug from LA? He was in his fifties. It was just ridiculous. So we were there. Then we went to Orlando, Chicago. Three weeks on the West Coast here, which we fell in love with. We knew the moment we stepped off the plane, we were going to love this place and wanted to right. live here forever. And that's still the case. Sure. Went to Australia, Hong Kong, China, and then back. And at this point, had you guys seen the world yet? Uh, in some mm. form or fashion? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. a little bit but not like that. Okay. Yeah. We've been to the States before, but no, not like but that. But hadn't been to these far off this. I mean, Australia's as far as you can get from England. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And we filmed Ironically, little bits around that trip as well. So this is 2012. We filmed little, little vlogs and little bits along that trip. That was the start of me and my golf really the sort of very the the bare roots of it that was and it's still that's still available when, oh is it yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't we're, gonna bring, we're gonna bring them out we're gonna bring don't them out watch it. <laughs> yeah, my hair's darker pierce's hair's pretty similar still when, when you say you were filming like what with what um, equipment did you have what we did it on a mobile some of the some of the stuff was done on a mobile phone so oh, we went okay. to like jim mclean's golf school and filmed oh cool some 3d stuff then it was just all done on a mobile phone and yeah, it was it was interesting, and the hostel experience. I'd love to do it again and film the whole experience because you would do that again voluntarily. 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's a very so. hard way to travel. Yeah. It was. Well, we, we, we worked out. I mean, it's not so much now. We reckon we carry, when we travel now, we carry each person 70 kilos of stuff. Golf clubs, camera bag, right. suitcase. Whenever you board a plane. Yeah. So we did that. So Which we, is a pounds 120, 130? Um, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a lot yeah, of bags. Yeah. That's a so lot of we bags. Were doing, we were doing that. We weren't doing that much. But we were probably were doing around about 50 kilos. But we, we, went, we had to catch a flight from JFK to Miami. And we actually got on the, under, on the, on the subway system, the train systems. Uh, no, you didn't. At, With all the bags. Oh, yeah. In rush hour. We weren't, happy. we weren't popular. We weren't popular. We were getting kicked out. And no well, at least, you had, at least you have good accents. Yeah. Right? So you could at least. Excuse me. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah pardon me. And everyone's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> how is that different? I mean, you know, you guys love America, but I mean, is it weird? I mean, how is it? How do you notice it being different? I mean, you've been here dozens of times. Do you still see any differences when you come over here? Or in the people you mean? Or- I don't know. In general. I mean, I'm just thinking overall, you know, because when I go to Europe, I see the things like. Small roads, small cars, right? I mean, it's the stupid shit, but I mean, you guys might see something interesting um, about here. Yeah, I think I think the experiences over here are a lot better in terms of the people, the the staff that you meet. They enhance your experience a lot. And Customer I think, service. I think so, yeah, and that's yeah. a big difference. You go, you go to England after you've been here for a few weeks, <laughs> and you go, God, this is really bad back home. And I think that's the noticeable difference, really. And, you know, our friends say to us all the time, why do you live out there? And we tell them this. You know, obviously, like California, it speaks for itself, but also the people as well, yeah. like Andy says there. And they say, oh, it's all BS, you know, and they're all, you know, it's all fake and they're only doing it for money. I'm like, well, look, I'd rather someone be fake and nice to me than <laughs> horrible and true to me. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I've always had, because I lived in New York for about as long as other than L.A. now, 10 years each. And the difference between New York and L.A. I've come up with is in L.A., they'll say, Let's hang out, and you'll never hang out. In New York, they'll just say, "I don't want to hang out with you,", yeah. you know, or like they'll just kick it to you straight. Which, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's it's one of the two. But um, so, what, so how did you come up with the name "Me and My Golf"? Well, do you know we sat in a pub in Cannock, which is in, in the UK, and uh, we're like, we've got to we've got to come up with something that's personal. And how and, long have you been done with the trip at this point? Um, we come up with a name before the trip, didn't we? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Before so the, the trip, trip was, so. the trip was the, the trip was the March. Was it March or was it uh, March twenty seventh, two thousand twelve? I remember yeah. it. Whoa. Remember it. Oh, watch we, out! So I know. We came. Okay, so we came up with the name. Then it would have been around about the twenty eighth of Feb, which okay. is when Arsenal played Birmingham in the uh, League Cup final. Was in, that in this bar in Cannock? Oh, okay, okay. Which is which is bizarre. And in fact, actually, what was the bizarre thing this year? We did a photo shoot at a guy who's got a um, camera studio in Cannock, and we had to. And it was snowing, and we were walking through the streets with all our gear and all loads of clothes to take all these different images. And we walked past that bar, and I think it, we worked out it was like a five years and one day to the day that we actually. Whoa! Got to it out. What yeah. do you make of coincidences like that? I'm gonna put a bet on that. <laughs> uh, not, not a lot, really. I don't think that me and Pierce are aren't necessarily like superstitious in the, in any way or anything like that. But you know, it, I think it just brings the memories back and think, God, actually, there's you know, we've done some good stuff over the over the last five years, yeah. six years. It was hard. It was hard. We would, you know, we when we first came back in 2012 from that trip, we spent all our money, you know, so we right. had we had nothing. We you know we. Uh, yeah, we were doing all sorts. We were, we were starting to we were coaching a little bit. We still had some clients who wanted to, to come and see us, but we we're obviously trying to set up me and my golf, you know, properly. And we were trying to do, we had a friend who was in the energy broker and we were trying to do a little bit of selling of that. We were paying ourselves 50 pounds a week. You know, it's like... Oh, that's a good salary. Yeah, that was good. We, we were doing well. <laughs> 60 now. Got <laughs> it up a little bit. You guys have done well. That's great. Um, why are all... I mean, you're, you're part of a... Um, you're part of a... Um, 
what's a canon, right? There's there's a there's a handful of, of groups out there doing this, right? Yeah. There's there's you guys, there's uh, there's Rick, there's Peter. You guys obviously played with them. Mm-hmm. You know them very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got Mark, right? Yeah, you yeah. were saying Mark was maybe came out a little bit before you guys. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was the probably, first. He's probably the reason that we got into it, really. Really? We saw him doing tell, stuff. Tell and, me about, and the people who are listening who don't know Mark Crossfield, so t- tell me a little about him. So he's a golf pro from down south in the UK, in Exeter, and he, he started off doing sort of, um, I think, club reviews, po- you know, posting golf instruction and tips on that. And we were we watched him do loads of stuff. He was in this driving range bay in Exeter and, you know, cold England. And he was constantly putting stuff out. And we we were watching some of his stuff. And, and somebody said, oh, he's making like $400 a month on here. And you're like, we're making And we're like, when we, we hadn't even started then. And we were like, he's making money doing this. He's putting videos up and he makes money doing this. And we're like, well, should we continue to do this? It's obviously a good mm-hmm. thing if there's, an, if there's a business from it. And we can do what we love and make some videos. Like... Okay, well, why don't we get into this? So because of probably him doing it, he was the sort of first guy really on the, in the golf industry who was doing anything decent. And then I think he's really the reason that we got into it. Really. And he, he was very good as well to us because we, you know, we spoke. I mean, obviously his content is, you know, you know, some people watch it, I think, and go, oh, that's a bit strange. You know, he <laughs> he's is a bit bizarre. Yeah, he's, he's bizarre. He's bizarre. But he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got a good following for sure. But he, he gave us our first sort of um, boost, I suppose. You know, yeah. we spoke to him and said, look, you know, do you want to do some content? He says, right, I'll come, we'll come to, he'll come to the Asprey with Gorilla James. Okay. I don't think he's doing anything. Oh, he might be coming back doing some he's long doing some drive, drive stuff. stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had, a, we had a, like a little course vlog, mini course vlog, and that did really well for us because it gave us a good boost. And uh, How would you describe Mark? Because I don't know him very well. We've never met. Um, I, I don't disruptive. know. Do we, disruptive. disruptive. Okay. I think disruptive is a good word. He's a yeah. nice guy. I mean, we spoke to do, him quite do we, a few do times. You can't say he's a nice guy to everybody. No, he is a nice I mean, he, he's been good with he's, us. He's, he's, no, he's, he's he is. He is, definitely is. But he's, he's a little different off camera. He's not quite as disruptive off oh, camera. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Because I got to take that he's, uh, um, he's nice maybe guy. salty. Salty. A bit. A bit, a bit uh, I mean, I don't know him. Yeah. But also, you know, it's one of these things. It's so funny when, um, I'd be curious to know this about what our interaction because we've we've both known of each other and mm-hmm. then you meet each other and you're like oh yeah they're different than i thought or the same as that or whatever and you know i you never know what someone's going to be like right but anyway i don't i don't know i mark and i were on some type of twitter thread okay where him i was somehow involved in this tweet and i don't really go on twitter so i'm like what even when i open up the app i'm already confused and mm-hmm. so somehow mark's t- tweeting at me and eight other people and someone pissed him off at some point in this twitter feud yeah, and they pull you in. I think a lot of people love to pull the guys in yeah. to see if they can get them to yeah. have a go. But it was, well, no, they were being nice to me. Okay. They were, there was, they, I don't know. I mean, again, this is re- totally irrelevant, but Mark gets you guys involved. And so then you, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is why are all you guys from England? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, how is it, it possible? Yeah, it's, it's a mental. weird one because we started and then we, we sort of knew that we knew Mark, we knew Rick, and then Pete sort of got involved. Pete was good friends with Rick. And we were like, I think we were like almost, this little family from the UK who knew what we were doing, we're all, we're all bringing each other up. And we're like, why are none of the guys from the US doing anything? Why aren't they? You know, it was, it, yeah. was a, it was a rare thing that was, we didn't see any of the US guys. There was one guy from Canada. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sean Clement. Sean Clement, he was doing mm-hmm. some, some stuff. Yeah. But we didn't see any of the guys from the US doing anything. I, I think it's, it's easy though, because, because the thing is to start with, and one of the other guys, Chris Ryan Golf, actually, who, who who does some stuff and is doing really well now. He went to the same club as us as a junior oh, really? as well. So there's like three of us from the same club that are it's doing so this. It's so crazy. Yeah. All started together. Unbelievable. Yeah. But he, but but sorry, but when you've got when you know that Mark Crossfield's down the road and you can speak to him, and when you know that Rick and Peter up up the road in Manchester, you can actually speak to him. I think you know that 
you've got encouragement in a group that right. you know, even though you might not speak to each other every day, that you've got this thing, you can do this. Whereas if you're in the States, and it takes a long time as well. You have to be really patient. I'm sure you're seeing that as well now. It's taken a while for you oh, yeah. to get these views up to what you want. And I know you'll always want to be better in interaction and watch time and what have you. You've got to be patient with that. And there's no money in it to start with unless sure. you've got funding. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay, how, how would a, a golf coach, we always think of it, a golf coach out here who teaches six days a week, why is he going to then stop coaching one day a week or right. half, a morning, um, half a morning a week and then just so he can then... He's going to lose revenue, so he can do something else. Right. So there's that. They don't see the immediate sort of payback, no. which is I think no you like to say, you've got to be able to sacrifice a lot of time and say, right, I'm all in for X amount of years. I don't want anything back from it. I just want to sort of build some traction and, right. and do. But you have to be patient. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So the, you guys were all in England. I don't. Under, I still don't understand it. But <laughs> you know, it just happened there. I like it. I mean, you I, the uh, there's. Did you guys know Wayne De Francesca? Uh, the name rings a bell. Why do we know that name? The guy's like the hipster of, uh, but he's not a hipster. I mean, he's like, but he goes so deep. He's a 20 minute YouTube video just using screens, just using the screen by screen, you know, like okay, yeah, yeah. with lines. Yeah, 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 I have seen him, yeah. So he, so literally, it's like. <laughs> Is it a real detail about stuff? Yeah, Is it, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, when I got into golf, I don't know, I, I'm not, I wasn't really ever big into YouTube, so I never really found anybody. I didn't know, um, I don't know, I just, I wasn't really. I don't know. That's not how I digested the information. But I was watching this guy, Wayne DeFrancesco. I don't know why. And I don't know. It's just, it's a funny thing for me. I was I was thinking if you knew he was, it would be an interesting story because he's definitely like, it's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I have like, seen, I remember now you mentioned all the lines on the screen. I've yeah. seen it and there's a lot of lines on the it's screen. It's insane. Yeah, the yeah, a lot no, I mean, you need to, st maybe the why he makes money is because you have to watch the video five times to like <laughs> yeah. figure it out. So, okay, let's talk about the genesis of uh, teaching, right? I mean, it's come a long way. I'm sure we're better off now where we're at. Um, I know for me as a filmmaker, you know, I'm, I'm using the tools now, knowing the things that I knew then, whatever, whether it was like actual film or whatever, you know, or like editing in, in much more like, you know, complicated ways. So you're able to use the tools better. Does that apply to working with people on a golf swing? Yeah, you know what? I think the, the one thing we always have to bear in mind when you're working on someone's golf game, it's a person at the end of it. So it is always going to be the person. There's a human there's swinging a the human club. There's a human being there, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes and and we're very that. complex. And we are very complex <laughs> things. Absolutely. And that's the hardest part, you know, because obviously, look, they, you're trying to change their habit, which is the, the, the hard thing to do, obviously. They don't like doing that, and then it is hard to do it anyway. But I think you're just going to be so careful now with all this equipment that you're allowed to, to use on a student, a human being, right. that you don't confuse it. Because it's, it's so easy to do it. I mean, you can you can try and show off and tell everybody how much you know right. about the golf swing, and then you just wreck them. So, you know, it literally is... I always hear the best coaches talk about, okay, I've got all of this information. I've pulled all of this information. I'm going to pull this out and this out, and that's all that person's getting. Yeah. So they're just getting a couple of little things. Just and, But... They can always have, they can understand what their roadmap is, yeah. but they need to understand what they've got to do now. There's no point thinking about the end destination if they've got to go around the corner somewhere. Yeah, and some of the best coaches say the least. I think that's the, we were talking about it mm -hmm. the other day. It's, it's so easy when you've got all this information available, track man, body track, to just hurl loads of information at somebody. Right. But you've got to be very careful what you throw at somebody because how they think and process it can just really mess them up. And I think, you know, if you've got a track man and you've got someone who's swinging, five degrees left, attack angle six degrees down. How do you tell him, what do you say to him that's going to help him? You know, all these numbers and you throw it all at him. It's like, well, how's he going to process? How's Dave Smith, who works as a doctor, how's he going to process that information? Right. 
And I mean, do you at some point make a, a like like a maximum number of uh, you know lessons? Are you like I can only tell this person three things or something like that? Or how do you know when enough is enough? For, sorry, for one particular person. Yeah. Uh, do you I, still teach one particular person? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. How much does that yeah, cost? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how much are you willing to pay? <laughs> 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 you yeah, do it in person or yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. you so do we, it in person we do it in person so yeah wow. so we probably do we've probably averaged about one day a week this week so really yeah, yeah. I think I think it's interesting because a lot of people we don't necessarily promote our coaching no. but we are the way we look at it we're golf coaches who have a YouTube channel as opposed to you know YouTube YouTubers who do a little bit of coaching you know we're passionate about coaching we still coach we actually had our first victory on the European tour the other day one of our guys we've been coaching since he was 11 um, Aaron Rye won on the European Tour, which was just incredible to to see him finally get to it. But this guy's going to be special as well, we think. That's so great. But people don't Very, know that. People just you, see us as, as presenting online. Did and, he and, call you and say congratulations? Um, <laughs> he, you know what? He sees it as a team effort. It's, sure. it's mainly him. It sure. is mainly him, obviously. And it, it is um, interesting because he, he wears the logo, doesn't he? He does wear the logo, which is fantastic ah. for us. But it, I think a few people now are saying, oh, so me and my golf sponsor him. It's like, I don't know. Actually, Not we exactly. do a little yeah, bit yeah, different yeah. to yeah. that. We so. are, you're investing. Mm. Yeah. Right? It's good to be a part of that. So, um, okay. Well, uh, do you guys, do you have any questions there from the Instagram? We posted an Instagram this morning, and I think we have uh, 80,000 questions. <laughs> I'm sure there's questions about clothing. That is, there's always questions about clothing. We're not matching right now. We are not matching. <laughs> there is a lot of questions about the clothing. Why did they, the question was, um, what? <laughs> well, okay, you know what? First, I'm going to go with first is our, uh, this is our resident in, uh, podcast contributor. His okay. name's Benny. Hi, Benny. Benny Ortiz. Uh, <laughs> Benny and I, we probably have the same mother. Not even, you know, not even as a joke. I don't have my glasses. Luckily, I don't need to. What are some American golf customs slash traditions, etc., that you wish folks in the UK would adopt or vice versa? What are the most important intangibles you've learned through the years of instructing. Okay, well, first question first. Music. Yeah. Loud music when playing golf. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thumbs up. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Huge. Very Brilliant. cool. And bare feet. Yeah, to from today, bare <laughs> from feet. Today, bare feet yeah. and music. We music, got the... music, 100%. Okay. okay. And five balls. Five balls, five barefoot balls. music. So it was go. a big day. Yeah. Um, okay, and then what are the most important intangibles you've learned through your years of instructing golf? Benny's going ooh, hard with this ooh, question. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> In terms of just what you mean, like um, what we've learned in terms of how, how to coach people, or well, all I have, I feel like we're literally dissecting one of Benny's puzzles here. Yeah, uh, what I don't know. I mean, what are the most important intangibles? I'm gonna have to interpret Benny. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, I'm I mean, gonna have to interpret this. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. I know Benny, all right, and and I know that he's probably referring to a life lesson that maybe okay. exists for you off the golf course. Am I right? Hey, family. Uh, <laughs> What, are, what is the most important life lessons that you've learned through your years of instructing golf? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Thanks, yes. Benny. Thanks, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <you. laughs> um, wow. Okay. Um, Cut. <laughs> there's, you know what? There's always going to be bad. There's always going to be some bad stuff going on. So you, if you can roll up on a golf course and understand that you're always going to hit some bad shots it's always never going to be exactly how you want it then you can just roll with it get on with it and move on because that's always going to happen in life you know bad stuff's going to happen on on the golf course and off so if you can just deal with it move on and just enjoy what you've got out there so i think that's a big one i like that i would agree did i would agree yeah absolutely yeah 
right, that's good. Um, okay, this one's from Jbot8. How do you know when you should try to fix your swing with the videos versus just getting a lesson? Oh, that's a good question as well. I mean, I think you've got to understand if you're not in control of that ball flight and you have no idea why it's happening, go and get some advice first. <laughs> you know, you can, you can, whether it be, I mean, look, you can get that advice on YouTube now. As I say, there's what we do, and there's plenty of other guys doing some really good stuff now. So understand how the ball flight, what it does, and then track it back. And then, if so, you, you, there's plenty of information out there. But we're always saying that if you're I guess, gonna, I guess the answer is you should get a lesson if you can afford it. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. should always get a lesson. A lesson would yeah. always be the most preferable thing to do because the yeah. guy who or girl who is there is going to is going to be able to hands-on work with you. But if it's Sunday night at nine o'clock and you need to play play well the next day and you need oh, a little God. bit of help, then you know get on YouTube. Okay, oh, yeah. that's like the first five years of my golfing. Life. <laughs> you know what? We, we, to side to sidetrack here again. If you listen to the pod, uh, you're not on YouTube. If you're in the car or whatever. Uh, we we played golf today, and we we met a guy who's who's today was his first round of golf. Yeah, and that was so crazy to me. And then we also played with someone who had never taken a lesson. Yeah, and she she was a self proclaimed golf addict, and I was like, um, this phone got locked, and I and I was like, um, you know, lost my fucking train of thought. I was thinking about how much I love lessons, mm. and I was thinking about how hard it would be to play golf without a lesson. I just don't know if I could do it. I, th I think I would get too frustrated. In fact, Evan, we're talking about this. My business partner, who's standing right over here, also wearing a suit. Um, we were, we were. We, you, you had kind of a lesson, uh, aha moment, maybe recently. Yeah, you know, uh, I am probably not the first person that's been inspired to take golf maybe a little bit more seriously from watching Eric's and your guys' content. You know, I've been a golfer for about ten years. I've loved it. But I don't think it was until the last couple of years that I really connected with seeing myself as a good golfer and then golfing with Eric, seeing myself as a great golfer. And I think switching the definition in my head and then it kind of caused me to get re-inspired by the game. So I went and took a couple lessons with a pro down here and it was transformative to say the least, to put it extremely mildly, seeing, having someone be focus on me and my golf improvement for an hour. Me and my golf, you got that in there, didn't you there? Was that what I was like, that was good. I think we just earned like $8,000. I can't help it. But Natively integrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take lessons. Uh, you know, it's, it's really transformative to have a, a dedicated time when people are focused on making me enjoy the sport better and making me connect with the things that... I can be naturally good and, and better at, and then also work to improve upon. It, right. It's it's really a transformative thing. I recommend everybody go online to be in my golf .com and check it out. <laughs> it's amazing though how many people are scared to take lessons because they think yeah. it's just going to destroy their yeah. game. They're going to get really bad. But I think if you go for the lessons and you find a, a good coach, he's going to work with what you've got. As you said, Evan, he's, he works fo you know focusing on you, and the right coach will just work with what you've got and fine tune what you can do as opposed to saying, right, we've got to take your swing apart and rebuild this. And it, it doesn't right. work like that. I, I think I think that's a really good point to anyone who's thinking about getting golf lessons. When you do book that golf lesson and go and have that lesson with whoever, you know, make a, an assessment of that first lesson and what was that person like with you? Did they, were they, did they seem interested in what you were doing? Did they just say straight away, right, hit, hit five uh, wedges to loosen up, seven iron video, right, track man, okay, this is what you're doing, you're doing this wrong. That just, just is not the way to teach someone how to play golf. You need right. to understand that person. You need to become familiar with that person. 
and they need to understand why they're at that place because everything that's led up to their in their golfing career has led up to that point. So what's happened before that point? It can't right. just be what's going to next ha- happen over those next five shots. Well, because golf too is like unlike most things. I mean, what what does a grown mm-hmm. adult? What what other activity does a grown adult say? I need to go get trained how to do this, and I've yeah. been doing it for years. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, is there anything else? I, I mean, you must have thought about it. Yeah. Well, what yeah. else is there? Bowling. Baseball, cards, even business. I can't even think about what they would do. You would not even go to a business coach unless you're really smart, right? It's it's either you're really smart or you're really dumb. Mm. Those are the only times you get a lesson. It's only like personal trainers, and it's only in the fitness industry you can relate to. They're going they're going oh, to get help trainer. from that. That's the only sort of similarity, I think. Oh, that's interesting. I would never. Th- yeah, trainer, of course. Yeah, trainer for me though is basically if I lay the cash down, I'm going to go work out because yeah. I'm lazy. Well, I mean, I'm not really lazy, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, a lot of people would do that. They need, yeah. they need someone there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, the lesson. And also, there's a, there's just a weird part of the lesson where... All right, whatever. Let's just go to questions here. <laughs> this, is from, this is from M underscore Rollins. What do they see? What do you see is the next thing which gives the edge to tour players? Slash, what is the next big... A lot of people are asking these double questions. Yeah. I'm just going to go with the what's first the next, one. What's the next best thing that's going to help tour players? Yeah, the next thing which gives the edge to tour players. I guess they're talking about a device. I think there's the next device. Okay. Yeah. Next so device, if we come up with it right now, I'll bleep it all out and we'll start a business together. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's a tricky one. I don't know whether there's going to be... Well, there's obviously going to be more coming out, but... I, I, think, I think there'll be something... That, there will be something that will tap into the mind that will be able to figure out a little bit more about how they process Mental. their games. So, right. so basically, you know... Let's think of, uh, I, I don't know, this podcast is going to go up January. Let's say let's sure. say it's the Farmers. Jason Day won it a year ago. Why yeah. is he not going to win it the next year? I know. You know. Why is he not going to win it next week? Why can they not replicate that event time after time? So there's obviously a reason. Now, obviously, there's a lot of great golfers out there. But how can they how can they stop slumps throughout a year? So if you look at the majority of PGA Tour players, anyone who has a good season probably means they played well for five weeks. So that's a good season. They don't. Whoa. Doesn't mean they're going five to five out of forty. Yeah, exactly. Well, they might play. I mean, they might play 30, 23, 20 to, to thirty events, but it doesn't mean that they. You know, it doesn't mean they played well every event. So how can they do? How can they bridge that gap? And you got to look at it and think. Well, it can only really be mental, because physically now they're all really good. Nothing's changing. The the, yeah. the, 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 the technology is really good. The information they get is generally very good. So they need to figure out a way of getting that other ninety percent that's going on in their head. I think. Yeah. I and what do you think that, that is? I mean, you must know. I th- I, do you know what? I think it's a, it still surprises me when, from being around the events and seeing some of these tour pros how some of them are still mentally very, very bad. And you'd, you'd expect somebody who plays on tour to have it all figured out. You know, yeah. I've got, yeah, my, I'm mentally strong, my mindset's great, but we've watched some of these guys and you're going, God, that's just like so, so bad. Like, for example, um, you don't need to be specific with names, but I mean, what have you seen? Well, just like how they react to bad shots, you yeah. know, carrying it on to the next shots and, you know, just the temperament of how they, de- they deal with the bad stuff. Because the bad stuff, as I mentioned earlier, the bad stuff's always going to be there, but yeah. how they process that and actually, you know, they're very emotional on the golf course. And sometimes mm-hmm. the emotions can get in the way of actually performance. And as Pierce mentioned, for me, I think in terms of what's going to push on the boundaries of, of the, the new PGA Tour pros, more athleticism. The guys look at Cameron Champ, who's just come on the scene, who bombs it 330 averaging. You know, they're all going to be athletes before golfers, and a lot of them now are mentally better coming through because interesting. The, the, some of the prep that they do um, to get to the tour, they're already sort of tour pros. So I think the mindset of the new guys are going to be better. But 
there's, there's, there's two there's two things I totally agree with them. There's two things that that I would look at is, um, I really strongly believe that the so you, you always remember you remember the Curtis Strange video, can't we? With Tiger Woods, you know, you will learn. <laughs> yeah. Okay, which is phenomenal because so Tiger did learn very quickly, and Curtis Strange, good luck with that. He learned. He, he learned. Curtis <laughs> well. learned something else. Absolutely. But the, the <laughs> thing is now that that didn't happen. That you know, a golfer would take six to seven to eight years to come onto the tour and 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 understand how to play. But now Cameron Champ comes in and wins what. Wins in his second event or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But these guys, you got to look at them. They're coming out of college. The ball speeds in college are faster. So these guys are, you know, athletes straight away. I think the one good theory that we've that we've heard a lot, and I totally agree to this, is that modern day driver now they were playing with the same club 15 years ago when they were first starting to play. The modern day driver now you can just swing it really hard and it will still go relatively straight. Mm. So these guys are just fast, fast, fast all the time. But I really believe that by the time a lot of golfers get to 32 to 35, they'll be done. They'll be burnt out. Back. Uh, well, body maybe. Body maybe. But I just think, look at their how much money they've earned. Oh. You know, there's so much money to I earn now. I don't need any more money. I don't, what do I need to do now? Do I need to wake up at 5 o'clock and go and practice when I the do. wife's giving me earache? And the kids want me to see them. You know, how can they keep up that motivation? Right. For I mean, there's, there's probably... 20 guys on the tour max who have got this motivation where they wake up every single day and all they think about is golf. Yeah, you look at people like uh, Kepka, Brooks Kepka, who, who, who's sort of came out and said that it's a job to him. He's not sort of he's not a golf geek. He doesn't sort of watch the golf. He, you know, he's an athlete first. He's a golfer second. He's going to be. In, I think he's going to be in the game. He's going to do his bit, and then he's probably going to get out and. And wow. retire Isn't and he? You don't think he'll play golf anymore? Wow. No, I think he'll play golf for a bit, but I don't see huh. him playing golf. Um, you know, like getting the senior tour and wanting to do that. Because I think to do that and to continue on that long, you've got to be so passionate and for the game. And we were speaking to someone the other day about Phil Mickelson and how much um, he loves the game. He said he's just absolutely in love with the game still. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's what's more old school almost. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think some of these guys are going to come on and maybe not have the same passion. Yeah. Some of them will. The best one, I think. What, another question here from Scotch Californian. Corner. That like sort of it. D- defines what's happening right now a little bit. Well, if you, but you're not Scottish, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm quite ignorant, actually, if you haven't noticed yet. Uh, how much does wind come into affecting your direction on shot shape? Yeah, 100% lots. People, lots. people uh, underestimate all the time. So if it's a sideways, left to right, right to left, they underestimate if it's into. So because you, you hit this shot and it reaches the apex, and is that when the wind really starts to mess with it? Yeah. Right up there. Yeah. As soon as it starts to slow down, yeah. Yeah, Obviously, the faster the ball is, it's not going to be affected that much. But that's why a lot of people say, well, I hit this shot. But, you know, it starts to go towards the end, especially if you've got any uh, curve on it as well. You know, we just talked a lot about science and we're talking about wind and kind of how that science, I guess, physics. What what is the most interesting scientific part of golf or the golf swing to you guys? I mean, you you deal with it all the time, right? The most interesting scientific science. I think the new stuff with the, the ground, so the, the, the pressure and, and you know, mm. how, the, how the pressure's moving between left and right, the pressure trace, the center of mass, how that moves. So I think that's, that's a really interesting part and how, how that pressure trace relates to power but also swing direction and path. So you can tell a lot about what the, where the pressure is um, and how it's influencing the rest of the golf swing, which I think is really good. And you're yes. talking about these... That's these... not for a podcast, by the way. <laughs> what he just said. It's quite hard to visualize. Those yeah. of you in a car, I hope you've pulled over. Uh, don't get into an accident talking to... But, but you're talking about the plates that you're standing on yeah. that like read your weight. 
Yeah. Basically. This is the advanced lesson. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this yeah. is but again, level. this is this. So this is the thing that. So if you turn up for a lesson and you've got like a body track on the floor, which is the mat, and you've got a track man behind, and you've got the video camera. Do we get paid for all that? <laughs> so these guys are hitting shots, and then suddenly, you know, you've got all this image, you've got all this information about them. That should be. They should still be only getting. Okay, we'll just turn your grip a little bit, put the ball a little bit further yeah. forward, right? And just you know, change your tempo a little bit. Yeah, I mean, with all of that info and with all of the hours of hitting balls, how do you even pick a winner? How on earth can you gamble? How can you? Like, people gamble on golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're crazy. It's anybody's game. What happened to that tagline? So we, we got we actually know a guy who works for... Um, uh, they, they do stats, basically. And okay. they, they're pretty good at predicting who's going to do well no based way. on the golf course. And this is huge now. Gambling, obviously, is huge with, you know, predict it, predicting who can do well. Um, so they have, they they just keep stats. So they just know trends. So there are certain trends. You look at certain people, they play well. So I, mean, I always remember Ernie Els would always win in Hawaii. Yeah. Right. The reason he would win in Hawaii was because the greens that he played on in Hawaii were very similar to what they were in South Africa. Oh, wow. And so, so there's all these sort of, you know, sort of Whoa. trends that you can look like at. Ocean's you, 11 golf for kids. golf. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Just breaking it. Here's a really good way to ask this question. He's basically saying, what's your favorite course? But Nicholas Kaufman says, if you could buy any golf course and be the only members allowed, what would it be? That's oh, a really, that's a kudos to that really creative question. Austin, did you pick that? Good choice. I, uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You, you, never, you, you could course, never, right? you could never keep a great golf course like that to yourself, though, could you? I mean, you're just a few. Yeah, well, you I can mean, bring your friends. You yeah, can have guests. You just, you're the yeah, only I mean, member. Have to be Augusta. It, would, yeah. it wouldn't be any of the golf. Would you rename Augusta me and my golf course? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and my Augusta. Yeah. I think me so. and my green jacket. Me and my yeah. Augusta. Yeah, yeah, me and yeah. my green jacket. Play that little tour. That's all the questions. There were like seventy comments. Do I have any service? Can I? Can I go? Can I just go rogue here? We got more. I just love the questions. How long have we been going? Let's say Questions are good. Let's take a break for some ads really quick. Everybody, let's talk Stitch Fix, a website all about finding your personal style, which we all know can take lifetimes, especially if you're a golfer. I'm just kidding. I can log in and easily enter all my sizes, and then I'm quickly connected with everything that I need. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. So just go to stitchfix.com slash ericanderslang and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. You will be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick five items to send right to your door. Then you try them on, pay only for what you love, and return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. Free! There's no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, which is applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. Get started now at stitchfix.com slash ericanderslang, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. So that's stitchfix.com slash ericanderslang to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash ericanderslang. Yo, all right, the Adidas, y'all, get into it. I know you may have seen those sick NMDs that I was wearing the other day, the Gore-Tex jams. Um, anyway, here we go. This is from Adidas. Get the year and your golf game off on the right foot, quite literally. We all know a good golf swing starts from the ground up, and luckily Adidas has you covered. Tour 360, Addy Power Forged, Addy Cross, Addy Pure, all with boost. That's with a couple extra O's in there for pleasure. The best cushioning in the game. I can attest to that. Uh, but also all designed to perform on the course. So all you have to think about is your swing, which is definitely complicated enough if you're like me. 
head over to adidas.com, click on the golf section and find the style that's right for you. You can also follow Adidas Golf at Adidas Golf for all the latest news and info. Check it out. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out, and now check out this podcast. All right, so we're back, and uh, thank you for listening to the ads. One of them may have been for Bixby Coffee whom uh, we have to thank for this wonderful location. Miles, come here. Get, get, get on it. Get, Miles, I can show you the camera. I don't know how wide this shot is, but Miles, obviously, the best Christian Bale impression in Hollywood. <laughs> so Here he goes. Great. Miles had a question uh, about uh, the, uh, the, the interactions you have with fans. Can you, can you follow that up? So the question I had was, if you had uh, two people who were devout fans and students, uh, of, of me and my golf, and one only listened to podcasts, and the other only watched your YouTube videos, but you didn't know which was which. Are you confident you could tell uh, the difference between the two? And what are kind of the, the um, assets and the, the, the vulnerabilities that you can't uh, communicate with one, uh, one format versus the other? I think that the biggest difference in terms of, I think one of the reasons we created the YouTube channel was we, we got, had that many people who would come to us for lessons and still didn't understand the golf swing. So they, they, they knew certain things, but they'd say, I'm trying to keep my head down, or I'm trying to do this, or I'm trying to swing the club back in a straight line. And I think the, the ability that we've got with YouTube is the graphics that we put in there, we can paint the picture of actually the concept of what everything's supposed to be. So what the golf swing should look like. And if you've got the right concept, it's so much easier to actually produce the right movement. Whereas somebody listening to the podcast, you can sort of, you can talk more about the processes that you go through and you're unable to paint the picture of actually understanding the golf swing. So I think if, if somebody only consumed the podcast, maybe they wouldn't have a greater understanding of the golf swing. Whereas somebody who watches the videos, they would probably know their golf swing inside out. Mm. I think you can, with both mediums, though, you can create concept. So that's actually the, probably the biggest reason why golfers struggle because they have a concept in their head. I've got to take the club back straight. I've got to keep my head down. You right. know, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. That's what actually damages yeah. growth as a golfer. You know, by having a, a limiting concept. So you can, but that's the beauty with both of these. So you can create a, you know, the concept of not keeping your head down. For instance, is easy to do in a YouTube video. But you might have something which is a little bit more in depth. So the concept of a pre-shot routine, you can really get into great depths of that into a podcast. So I think you've got this way of tailoring our content into these different mediums. Right. You can go deep in a podcast. I mm, really yes. deep. You know, we're talking. You can go for an hour, an hour and a half, and you can really get into the mind and mindset as well. Whereas, I don't think some somebody would watch us for an hour on YouTube talking that much. No. Whereas they 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 obviously they're visually stimulated with some of the things that we put in there. It's funny to me. It's it's a really good question, and mm, I I've kind of observed it when I when I meet people and they're like, oh, I love the show or whatever. I'm a big fan or whatever. I'm like, oh, cool. And that's one thing. But if they say they listen to the podcast, that's like that's personal. Yeah. You know I mean because that's like I'm really putting more of myself into it. It's it's more of me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas when you edit a show, this is unedited. Yeah. Mm. Right, and we're just having a conversation, and so I find that there is a lot more of a personal connection. You guys are backs against the wall over here. What is going on? Is are you? I feel like you're the secret service. Yeah. Just, okay. Um, the, the good question that just came in here. Uh, well, it may have been here for hours. Um, is uh, what? I gotta, that's what this whole thing is about to fall. 
what um, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? If you weren't doing what you're doing, what would you be doing? Oh, that's a good question. We, we've a good asked one, people right? that before. We've asked, I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> asked, asked this question so many times and not actually what thought ourselves. You've never thought about it yourself. Wow. Tables are turned, my friends. I, I always remember I like at school. Yeah, thanks. I always remember at school I wanted to do something to do with sports. So, ooh, crikey! I don't know. Could it be really boring and saying a coach in some other sport? Yeah, maybe that would work. I don't even <laughs> I know. Don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I think um, what would I be doing? That? I think it would have to be either something to do with. Um, it'd have to be something to do with helping people. I think. I think. I think one of the things that I that I like, and I think this is the thing that's probably influenced me, is that from what we've done over the past six years, six years ago, I wouldn't have believed that I'd be in this position where where I am now. If someone told you that, if somebody said to me, "What you're going to be doing? You're going to be on a podcast in Bel Air Country Club doing this," yeah. doing this and it's right. like you'll what? have this, this and people are going to know who you are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't have believed that six years ago. So that's changed the the way I think about things. To, to well, you know. Anything's possible. Whatever you want to do, you can do. So I would do probably something to help people change what they think and how they think to, to let them understand that they can do whatever they want to do. Right. That's awesome. That's a pretty good one, isn't it? That's cool. What, still got to answer that question properly, though. We'll do that. I don't know what we'll that do, is. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that Maybe one day. Be... You did a really good job of avoiding the question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Politician. <laughs> Done. I see how you separate business-wise. Got it. Yeah. Don't negotiate with Andy. Um, so, no, but, uh, and then I was just thinking about this, you know, do you guys, what is your favorite word in golf? Shank. <laughs> no, I don't know. What's the favorite word in golf? That's fine. You're done. You said yours. What's your wow. first? Wow. That's another great question. Do you know what? I, I just, again, I'm going to say this because I'm going to pick two words. I'm going to go Ryder Cup. Just because Ooh. that just that that tournament. Sorry to bring it up. You can say congratulations. We're not worthy. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I think what that you know the the competitive juices that are going through those guys. Ooh. Jeez, I tell you what, what a great time you guys had. I mean, okay, we can talk about that for yeah, two years. Hopefully, that's another podcast. What um, the reason why I ask is because I was thinking about how what is what what is your least favorite word? I'm actually more curious about what do you hate hearing in golf? What are you just like? Ugh. I always, I'm gonna say that, I always. Oh, you hear that a lot. Yeah. I always. Yeah. Just, just you know. Why don't you like that? They get onto a tee. I always go left here. I always make a bogey here. I always knock it out of bounds. <laughs> you know, it's like, and that's just straight away. I'm like, you know, just, just how people talk just frustrates me in golf because uh. they, you know, they they're talking themselves down to, to feel comfortable. So when they do hit it, they go, "I told you, I always do that." Yeah, told you so. And uh, you know, I, I, and, and it's just such a again a limiting thing for the game because if they're, they're standing on the tee with you know negative thoughts already, thinking they're going to play bad, and then they do. Wow, told you. Yeah. Ooh, that hurts. And then they can't lose because they're certain. So yeah. If they go, I always make a bogey here. They make a bogey and they feel good because they told you about it, and then they're certain. They're certain and feel good about it. Oh yeah. Which I think... is, it's a good. That's a good way of protecting yourself mm. to feel bad about making a bogey. I think maybe he would have been a therapist if he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a great a way of lawyer. looking at it from a, from, a, from a golf coaching point of view. We just hear that all the time. Yeah. People just, just limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs all the time. I was thinking that your word you would hate would be slice. Because you're just probably, you must be just sort of sick of it, right? Just like, stop fucking slicing the ball. I mean, I consistency. But I say, it. It, I say I hate it. I don't hate it because it's something that everybody wants. But it's something that everybody says. I just want to be more consistent. 
<laughs> Make me consistent, please. I'll go on another track. I'll go on another track. Restriction. Just, Restriction. Just, just, just from... In your body. Yeah, no, no, no. Just in, in golf. In golf. I still think there's too many things that, you know, what we did today, for instance, I thought that was really cool. I mean, uh, so, so... so Barefoot. Yeah. No, I mean, no belt. Why not? Why not? I mean, I think there's... I understand the traditions of the sport, and I think they should be upheld for sure. Yeah. There definitely should be places where you can actually... You know, just just kind of do what you want. Yeah. Maybe there's room back in the UK to set something up, Pierce. Maybe. It's too cold to walk back. It is too cold. To walk <laughs> yeah. You know, do that two months a year. You could wear socks. Bite on your feet. <laughs> you, could, you could play in socks. Well, it's funny. I, we were joking about this like earlier, but someone had commented in one of uh, my videos, and they wrote, uh, "Because I was wearing a T-shirt, I had no respect for the game." And my first thought was, "But the course itself doesn't have a dress code because <laughs> it's public, and in America we have that. Uh, do you guys have that?" I think there's there's a few golf clubs that have some maybe relaxed restrictions, but I think generally the majority you would have to wear a collar. Majority. Yeah. But it is different. It's different in the, the UK. The way I look at it though is that the, the game it's it's not in the healthiest of states. Mm. You know, we talk about you know membership down, participation is is okay, but you look at guys and girls who are in there. You know, there's a big problem from 20 to 30 years of age. So mm. there's, there's people out there hitting golf balls and playing, but they're not really they're not they're not being able to commit to golf because of obviously expenses and things like that. I understand that, but I think there's there are, you know, what's the game going to be like in 20, 30, 40 years time? Mm. You know, you got to. I think you have to be worried about it because, you know, it's it's not in this this not in this totally rosy place at all. Well, and you know, what's funny is the USGA was telling me that uh, more people start the game every year. Mm. But more people quit it. Yeah. So it's not it's not that we're doing bad PR. It's that yeah, we're yeah. doing a bad job of taking care of the current golfers. Right, yeah, totally. Which is really, I mean, I enjoy my job and I and I and I like it on a one to one ratio. But when I really decided to put everything I had into it, it was after someone had come up to me and said, "Hey, you know, thank you. You really made me want to go play golf." And I was yeah. like, "Well, what? I made you want to do something." Mm -hmm. And so that's really like the fuel that that when we go into the office every day, we got we we work with. You know, is it's like is like there are, I mean, it's kind of a joke, right? The PSA is, are you struggling with your golf game? <laughs> are you thinking of throwing your clubs out? Selling them at a garage sale, yeah. right? I mean, are you thinking of not regripping those clubs and just maybe going bowling instead? We can help, <laughs> you know? Watch Adventures in Golf, whatever it is. I mean, because that is really the, the name of the game. Like, it's such a, I mean, I tell you, when we met this guy, Craig, at the Penmar, who was about to play his first round ever, like, I was getting a little emotional yeah because yeah. i was like Amazing. dudes do you, i mean do you remember your first round maybe Ooh. it wasn't like penmar but <laughs> well, that's the great thing yeah. about that though isn't it his first experience of golf is going to be totally different to our first experience of golf yeah he's going to see these guys drinking beers playing barefoot and it's like oh, this is actually quite good fun yeah. yeah whereas it definitely wasn't that like that for me when i was no, no. 13 14 years old yeah i had to go for an interview to be in a got you know with these old an men interview? looking at me and to get in oh, the right. club. Because you could be a member that age, right? Yeah. In America, you could never be a member at 13. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's very, it's, the whole the whole member public, uh, you know, in America versus the UK is so different, mm -hmm. right? You hear, I mean, how much how much was your membership dues then? I think it was about £100 for the year. For a year? For a year, yeah, which was a junior membership. Maybe £80. Miles 80, is crying £80. right now. £80. <laughs> 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 Similar to here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it depends on the, uh, the currency change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, inflation based on 500 years. Yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting. You know, when we, we took a wonderful trip through Scotland, which is when we met, we started messaging back mm. then, and I was like, let's play together. And obviously, mm. timing is the toughest part of, of our lives. But, you know, we had a wonderful experience of seeing, like, 
oh, you know, here's this 18-year-old kid who works in the pro shop at Levin, yeah. and he's also a member. Yeah. And he plays 300 pounds a year, and he plays as much golf as he wants. That was me. That was you. That was me. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, here, you don't get that. It is not even an option, which crazy. is crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. we wouldn't, if it wasn't so easy for us and cheap to us to, to do that, we'd, we'd, I'd get dropped off at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'd be picked up at 8 on the night. It was 100 pounds for the year, which is just just crazy, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's so cool. For the cool. whole year. It's so cool. Um, oh, I'm commenting back to somebody unintentionally. Um, <laughs> when, okay, wait, hang on. Da, 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 da. You're very I, generous. There's, there's been some yeah, nice yeah, questions here. No very polite ones come out. No, there's no bad really ones. Good. I'm not That's trying to good. punk anybody. <laughs> um, uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> hang on. What, what, oh, yeah. So, how, well, first of all, how did the name come up? We never, um, we never got that a question. Yeah, no, we never got that. We tried everything. We looked for, we wanted something personal so someone could feel as though it was theirs. That's all it was. That was the whole remit behind it. So there was I golf and there was my golf and we right. just couldn't get anything. And eventually we got me and my golf. And and you mean you got the domain or you just like, yeah. or you just were yeah, like. Yeah, we always, we checked everything. We checked, we were looking at all the domains and right. we just couldn't find anything that was. In a stormy thing. pub and. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Canic, yeah. In old Canic. yeah, yeah. I want to come check it out. Yeah, yeah, we should, it's a uh, sports yeah. bar. There's so been some good nights bar. in Canuck actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all those years ago. But yeah, there's yeah, Canuck's, um an interesting place. A lot of people talk about like bucket list stuff. Do you guys have that? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. What do you it's got? Countries, it's countries to travel countries. to. Really. Yeah. What do you got? You so, guys love to travel. Yeah, yeah. Japan is yeah massively on there. Um, New Zealand gonna, again. New Zealand, New Zealand is really. Let's there. talk about Japan. So you're. What are you looking forward to in Japan? Culture. Just culture, not yeah. golf. Um. Not so much, no. Yeah, because I was going to warn you against that. Yeah, it's yeah. not. They they're crazy for it, but it's a weird yeah. play. I mean, yeah. you you should play, but it's yeah. like you have to put aside doesn't, ten hours. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sort of that doesn't hit out to me. I think if you mentioned golf, you're talking. I mean, New Zealand's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, but do you guys? I mean, you know, you you said you only play five rounds of golf a year, which ah, I mean, we might, we might are you serious? Five, ten, five, ten, 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 once a month. Yeah. How do yeah. you? Who do you play with? Where are you? What are you doing? How does this work? Friends mainly. But I'm trying to think. Well, the, the last few games we played, if we're out and, here. And, and a little bit of sponsor stuff as well. So we went around yeah. and watched sponsors. We were actually, I mean, I played with Danny Willett the day after he won in Dubai, which was really cool. Solid. Um, you were Matt Wallace, weren't yeah. you? So, so we get, you know, so those those were that was a sponsor event with other clients as well. But like, I mean, wh what are you doing? Are you are you that busy, or do you just <laughs> yeah. not play golf when you have time off? Yeah, I think. I I think uh, generally that the golf that we play, we have to book it in the diary because we do enjoy. It's not work for us. You know, this is what we do is just not work. We don't feel it's work. You so, go, you every day, you do something, but it's not work. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't every feel day. like work. That's so, cool. so we don't necessarily think, oh, I want a break. I want to have some time off because it just doesn't feel like it's work. Yeah. So if we do, we have to book it in the diary with a, with our. We've got a couple of friends who we play golf with, Chris and Daz, and we're like, what, what are we going to do? Who next are they? Year? What's their deal? Chris uh, and Daz. Chris big, and Daz. Big Daz. So big Daz. Darren. Is Darren is Darren. Daz. Okay. Yeah, Darren Collins. So big Daz. He looks like the white version of the Rock. Yeah. Oh, I like this yeah, guy he's already. Like, he's, he's very soft, actually. Still, but, yeah. <laughs> but he's he is. Big, yeah, yeah, he's a soft giant. And he is—he's the sort of guy that you can. He's a typical golfer. You can film him okay. off camera. And he's the guy. He's the told you so guy. He's the guy who was trying to play. He hasn't played for three months, and he's trying to hit a low high. Fade draw shot under trees <laughs> with a three wood on the first yeah. hole. He, he just wants he the ball. <laughs> right. Oh, that's pretty good. And then believes, yeah, he needed did it. He needed but, and it you, on. how long have you known? You guys have been friends for how long? Yeah, I think um, twenty years. Twenty maybe twenty. That's great. Years. Yeah, yeah. That's great. But so we say just... we're going to get a game of golf with these every year. We say, what we're going to do? We're going to play more golf this One year. One a month. Once a month, we're going to play golf, and we've done it once. Once this, this year. year, we're averaging oh. one a year. 
That's crazy. One a year. But do you want to play more? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, you guys have, like, the you have picture perfect swings you have some of the best as proximity wise as far as the closeness of which i've stood to someone swinging you guys may have the nicest swing for the amount of distance i've been standing next to you because i probably I, you know i mean kind of it's very nice isn't it? it's very nice yeah i'm like saying that. it's a nice thing yeah, i like it I like and also the ball flight those of you that weren't i wish you had been there because i mean i don't know you hit one i i've never seen a ball go that straight do you know it was I, like a two-inch fade. The what the Drop. one the one thing that we still can do, we can still hit it okay. And I think yeah. that's probably important yeah. with what we do. You know, yeah. we, we we're telling people what to do, and you know what the social media world's like. It can be a little bit harsh. And if you're standing there and you know you're, you're hitting them sideways and you can't strike <laughs> it, and it, when you do strike, it doesn't go very well. It's like you know the fact that we can still hit it well. Yeah, hopefully that continues. Yeah, with the lack well. of golf that we play, we know if we're going to go out and play, it's going to be there's going to be some really good <laughs> stuff, and there's going to be some really bad stuff as well. But we're okay with that because we don't put the time in to make it right. But we yeah. can still hit the really good stuff, which is all right. Do you guys keep score when you play? Um, not as much anymore. It's you more, don't. It's more don't of play a eighteen, really. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like match play as well. It's always like a match. Yeah. So. Right. Super UK vibes. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. We don't even know what match play is over here. When no was the last time you played match play, Miles? <laughs> uh, about a week ago. Fuck. He got me. He's got my number. Play match play in the morning. Have a little lunch. Play a little four ball in the afternoon. I, I love playing alt shot with, uh, with a few friends every other. Alt shot. Yeah. You, you know you've got time on your hands when you're playing alt shot. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? You know you value time when you want to get through a super quick round. I like that. And, uh, and I like that. Well, most golfers in America are going out saying, "I want every. I want. I want to hit the ball as many times as possible." Or you know what I mean? Like they want to. The, the the way people play golf is so different. So it's, we played the uh, we played this event in um, it was it late Nona actually. It was again one of, a sponsor event, and there was a couple of American guys got pulled in last minute, and one of them uh, one of them two of them played with with me and my group, and uh, me and my group. Was there we go. Another, <laughs> there was another one. I, we rolling around that base. That's your uh, and, and they, they were that's quite, your Facebook group right <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> they were quite they were quite frustrated that they weren't me and able my to guys. Play. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Play their own ball and score it. They wanted, yeah, yeah. Like it. They, 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 they didn't want to play a scramble. We played a scramble yeah. and they didn't want to do. They really wanted to. I love a scramble when I'm forced to do it, but I think that's also sort of the the golf. Um, you know, like tra- uh, tra- what's it called? The trajectory of the lo- the more you play, the more willing you are to just play whatever. And yeah. now I don't. You know, I don't hit the range. I just sort of show up. I hope to lose a ball in the first shot. That's my typical. That's my go to. First ball lost. Second ball. Um, what, uh, what's next for you guys? What do you got? Like what, what's, you got this bucket list, yep. which is, which we didn't really answer that question no, at all. No, we got to Japan, didn't we? Japan. <laughs> <laughs> we quickly got off Augusta as well. Japan so pretty pretty wants to take the, the three of us yeah. to play Augusta any with members, them, for that? Any members of Augusta listening? Yeah. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a member of Augusta listening, you can, I, that would, the chances are what? Slim. Very low. Slim. 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 Slim there's probably high. several. <laughs> There's, pro- there's probably a couple. Wow, we should. We should He's wearing we should green. Do, we, should so little, yes. we should do a little trailer at the beginning of every video we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surprised you guys haven't been invited. Yeah, so are we. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I really have. No, I, we're still waiting. We actually got to go this year for the first time. Yeah, first time. Oh, last oh, really? year, sorry, you last year when you did. So, did you see Rick there? Uh, yes, we did. Rick yeah. was there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I met him on the second green. Okay. And it was so hectic. And I was so unprepared that I didn't really, I couldn't even contextualize what was happening. <laughs> he was like, hey, I'm Rick Shields. And I was like, nice to meet you. I don't know well, what's going on. Where are we? <laughs> Rory had just missed like an eagle putt. I mean, anyway, okay. it was crazy. So yeah. you guys went there for the first time this first year? First time, yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. No mobile phones or anything. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. 
Which is good, actually. It was nice to have a little bit of a break <laughs> was, from the phone. We're, yeah. we're all there, a load of media guys, and we're all like texting and tweeting and putting our last post up, like dump it in the van, right. and like, run there, and run back and do it again. You guys must have been mobbed there. How do you even handle that? It was, yeah, it was cool. It's cool. It's all, what, we love it. We just, yeah, it's great. It's great meeting. What, some of the questions came in about how did the matching outfits come up? Can we address that? Because I don't know the answer. You know what? Some asked when did it? Like literally this week, I think. Sean's podcast. Yeah. Sean, oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we did one the other day. Okay. And um, you know what? We just always had, okay, I'll answer this. Similar, actually. <laughs> we we always, when we were at the academy, we wore the same stuff. Sure. So we, we, we was Everybody part of our did. uniform. Yeah, absolutely. On the team. Oh. Uh, uh, when, we were, when we were coaching. Right, the, okay. the academy. Cool. And then we, um, so, and it's good because our colors, our colors are quite recognizable. Everyone says blue and white or blue and gray, yeah. blue and white. So I had, I briefly told this conversation earlier. So we just come back off our world trip and we wanted to get some new shoes. So we always wore Foot Joy. I suppose the Foot Joy guy budgets are tight you know this is wait before everybody knows this is before the youtube channel started this, this is, is the beginning before it really started this yeah. is the beginning of it all it you had the name a little bit but you hadn't bought the domain maybe or something well, yeah, like that we got the name we'd done a few videos and we right. were getting some views and we probably had about 1500 subscribers 1500 subscribers and we thought we were the best <laughs> you know we were like these rock stars <laughs> golf coaches on youtube so we were saying to the foot joy guy, look, you know, we need some new shoes. And he's like, okay, yeah, we can do that, but my budget's tight and I can do 50 off or something like that. 50% like, off. Uh, yeah, which is fine. We didn't This is reminding me of the Curtis Strange combo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, and I do get on really well with the guy still, actually. Sure. Um, but he, but yeah, but, but then he was like, oh, we, we can't, we, we, we just couldn't afford it, really. So we spoke to Adidas and then Adidas guy was like, yeah, yeah, we'll sort you out with something. And we had a pair of golf shoes each, the white and yellow ones. Yeah. Mm. Um, then we had two uniforms each, which were like white and blue, and blue and white, pretty much. And and that was it. That was that was it. it was because we were wearing the matching stuff, and we were literally limited to these. That videos. was what you had. So you watched our videos from five years ago, six years ago. You'll see everything was in blue and white, white and blue. There you go. Same outfits. Same I mean, it's outfits. a good look. It's a great look. I think you yeah, know. We did get hammered for it a little bit, but it was like you know. I think it's. Uh, I think it was a little bit like, well, look, let's just stand out as well. If we're going to do mm. some instruction, there's two of us. Let's just stand out, and you know. Yeah. It was our uniform, but yeah, we do. We do it was a good business. I mean, my uniform is my hair. Yeah, I yeah. can't. I can't Absolutely. cut it now. No, you know? no, you can't. Someone, one of my friends who I think was making fun of me said that uh, we should market a hat that has hair coming out of it. There you and go. I was that like, needs to, that needs to happen. I was like, you're not my friend anymore. <laughs> but he's actually quite stylish. But so it is right though, isn't it? Because it's what you're recognizable for. So people will recognize us probably on us wearing the same clothes first, mm -hmm. and then have then hearing us. Yeah, and sure. Literally, oh, yeah, people no, will voices. be on the range and they'll, they'll okay. <laughs> it was the one guy in Dubai, just wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was I heard speaking. the voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be a cool uh, thing you could market, is like, uh, is like um, you're doing good, James. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea, actually. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, because going back to the mental thing is we had done, you know, we I've been working on this film about golf and meditation. And one of the things that we uh, really tried to experiment with was meditation's key, but how much of playing well is just believing that you're good? Like what you said, the thing you hate the most is I always. Well, you're basically walking into a scenario saying I suck. Yeah. And yeah. how are you going to play well thinking you suck? And I mean, at most of the most of the top tens, they don't think they suck. Yeah. You know, and Ricky Fowler has a we I talked about this a while ago. He has a head cover that says believe. Yeah. Because at the time he had no wins. And, you know, everyone considered him overrated. And then all this, I don't know, he just, I don't know, he believed so well, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we, we can redouble that subject again, but, you know. And, you know, I think golfers, we're all the same. We all say the same things. We all, we all think the same things. We've just got different levels of that confidence and belief. And I think 
that's what's good about it. You know, the amount of golfers that we've seen and spoke to and listened to and watch, they're all the same. Like they like you say, they say the same things. Mm-hmm. They you know day in day out. So. Um, it's just finding a way that you can deal with them and, and try and help them out. But yeah, I mean, we we always say that you know you we haven't got the luxury of a caddy. So if you were your own caddy, would you say the things that you know? Would a caddy say to you the things that you're saying to yourself? Mm. So if you said that shot was rubbish, or I always do that, or you know I never hit I never hit a good tee shot here, or last time I played here, oops, sorry, last time I hit I played here, I hit it out of bounds. If your caddy said that to you, they'd be fired on the spot. Hell yeah. So so why would you even say these things to, to you? Because yeah. if you're focusing on the out of bounds, guess what? You're moving towards that. We always say that. Well, and you know, you bring that up. It's very hard to not play golf with yourself. Mm. It's almost impossible. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sam, any questions? <laughs> Moving on. None? No. Evan, you got a question? Yeah, I think what's the most challenging thing for you guys to see in a golfer that's struggling? What's the hardest thing to get someone to break out of? So from a technical the, what, point of view, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, what's the biggest hurdle that golfers face? Oh. Challenging for you I'll guys. I'll go. Shall I go technical one? I'll go technical. If you one guys first, couldn't hear can... that, what's the most challenging question? What's the, what's the most difficult hurdle when you're working with somebody? I mean, there's a couple of things. That, there's ways of breaking it down, but from an actual pure technique point of view, we have a swing full called the early release, where that's like casting motion, where you hit the ground <sighs> before the golf ball. That is that is so hard for, to change for golfers. You can stop a an open club face quite quickly. You can stop a and over the top quite quickly, you know, but you try and change an early release quickly. That's very, very difficult. To yeah. Do. So from a pure technique point of view. I'm having a, a very hard time not going into a joke, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Miles got a question. <laughs> Cole, you probably got a good question. Um, <laughs> I'm playing today. Who's going to take this board meeting call in 20 minutes? Austin, chance to shine. Um, yeah, I got a question. So what, for me specifically, I had a lot of moments when I was watching the PGA, PGA Tour as a kid that inspired me to want to play golf. Do you guys have a moment watching an event on TV or being there in person that made you more interested in golf and got you into it at a young age? I don't know if you heard that question. So there was, it was, do you have a moment from your childhood yeah. watching TV that inspired you to you do your current job? Is that, what, is that the question? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, do you know what? The, the moment that got me inspired in golf was... Um, and I didn't start playing for another two years, so it took a while to sink in, obviously. Uh, was 91 Kiowa when uh, Lango missed his putt. Uh, this that, is that, that tournament, I mean, that, that Ryder Cup. I need the story because here I'm 10 years old at the time and I'm 20 years off playing golf right now yeah, at, okay. that, at that age. So, okay, tell yeah, me the story. Yeah. So, this was, uh, this was 90, well, I think it was, I'm sure it was 91 at Kiowa Island Ryder Cup. It was just after, it got a little bit feisty. It was just after Desert Storm, obviously, around that time. and you got a few of the American guys, Corey Pavin, you know, they were, they were wearing the camouflage, you know, so it was like, okay, this is, this is quite strange, really, Whoa. being as we were in the same conflict and what have you. But anyway, it was a, it was an amazing um, Ryder Cup, and you got Bernard Lange, who probably, he had a, he was, I think he was playing Hale Irwin, if I remember correctly, and he had like a five-footer or a six-footer to retain the cup. Okay, so this was to retain the cup. I think we just won at the Belfry the two years previous, and he missed it. But if you ask, I think pretty much anyone in that team, who do you want over that five or six foot putt to knock that putt in? It would be Bernard Langer. Mm. So the fact he missed it, it was obviously the agonizing sort of, oh, I've just missed and what have you and lost the Ryder Cup. But I don't know, there's something about that because I always wow. loved team sports. I always loved team sports. So when I saw that, I was like, this is good. But then it took me two years to act on it. <laughs> so there you go. That's crazy. <laughs> I think for me, it was um, Nick Faldo was like a, my idol growing up. So I used to just watch him and... That, you know, I, I think the one 
experience that, that probably sticks out to me most was when he won the Masters when Norman was leading. So Norman was leading, 96. I think, yeah, 96. I think he had a seven-shot lead going into the last day. And then um, Faldo obviously came back and, uh, you know, and won the Masters then, which was just incredible. And that's, I think I remember the, the, the Pringle T-shirt that Faldo was wearing that day as well. So I think that his clothing sort of <laughs> sort of resembles a little bit there. But, um, but yeah, I think that was probably the moment where I, I really got into it as well. Hmm. What a uh, couple of quick ones I was just on my mind. What, what do you have any, you know, I love Instagram. Obviously you guys use it personally and for your business. Do you, what is your like uh, favorite person or, you know, account to follow right now? I, I always get some information here. It's hard to beat the rock. The rock. Okay, the good. Yeah, good. It's hard yeah. to beat the rock. You can't both say the rock. Yeah. I'm going to go with a different guy. Actually, there's a guy who I follow is it's a little bit off, off angle is a guy called Robin Sharma. Ooh. He's a um, he's actually like a leadership expert. Really? Sort of, so very different, sort of very. Um, Robin R O B I N S H A R M A. You know yeah. what? You say that very similar though in in lots of ways. Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean it helps massively help with golf is, as well. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of the stuff that he talks about in, you know, big on sort of self mastery and stuff like that. You know, it, you, life is very similar to golf in that way. If you can, you know, a lot of the lessons that you can learn in life, you can apply to, on the golf course as well. So he's a he's a really good guy to follow. Cool. All right, I'll check that out. Um, you know, we, uh, Colts taught me a lot of things about watches. I'm getting obsessed with watches. We talk about what are people obsessed with? Do you guys have any obsessions that lie outside of golf right now? Currently? What are you obsessed with? Ooh. Obsessed with? Yeah. I think, I think the, the business side of things for me, I'm just obsessed with business and getting better and, and, uh, and just, you're the con- best, by the way, you're the best. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'm, con- I'm continually looking at just how can I keep getting better? Well, and what do you, in what, better? in what, what do you mean? Me as a person. Okay. Yeah. In every aspect, how can I continue to get better so I can deliver more and give more to what we do? I think that this is the real corny part and this is, and this is crazy because it is, it is rare. So when you, when you go to the PGA uh, training camp and everyone is asked, who wants to be a player? I never put my hand up, and I don't mm. think you did either. And that's really rare because, but we seriously, this is so corny, but we just love helping people. That's the corny. why. That is the why. That is our, our, our big why of why we do what we do. It, yes, of course, we get paid do you think, for it. Do you think the, it the seems corny? Good. Do you think it seems corny because you're so successful? Do you think it seems like it's like a. It sounds like, like a really a, good cheap marketing tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. It's, it's not. Look, it's, I'm yeah, helping people. Yeah, in, oh, look how good yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, well, it's it, like the PGA Tour being like, we've given billions of dollars away. You had to. Yeah, 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 exactly. You had no choice. Yeah. You're a business league. Whatever. And, and, I don't and, know and the loopholes there. But. It's, it's, I mean, look, there's plenty of people in responsible places that do a lot of good. And I suppose what, we, what in my mind, it would be really good to do would be to give give it back but not actually really promote it I suppose but yeah. that's kind of just promoted it then so but that doesn't really make sense but yeah I think a lot of the people you just confused me to a yeah. degree yeah. <laughs> we, we just we just love helping people and yeah. that's actually just I don't know why that's the case I'm trying to think I've always I like to self-examine the same as Andy about why we've led to what we've been led to I think it's because we've had people upbringing. help us along the way and I think the coaches and the mentors that we had growing up in the golf industry had a big big influence on us and I think their influence has probably led on to us wanting to do a very similar thing. And the guys who, when we were doing our PGA, the guys who were doing the PGA were there doing the PGA for something to fall back on. Mm. So they wanted to play, but what well, I'm doing this PGA just in case I don't make it as a player, where we were going, okay, I want to do the PGA because I want to coach, which was totally different. Yeah. And that's probably why the difference, probably why we've had the success that we've had online, because actually we really care about what yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. 
We didn't go. We didn't have something to fall back on. It was like this is the choice that we're making. Well, and even aside from that, I mean, I would imagine it's pretty hard to be successful at something that you don't deeply enjoy. Yeah. Because you're not gonna be able to put the hours into it, you know. And also, it's just like, why would you care yeah. at that point, you know? And it goes back. We we did talk about this earlier as well, but you know, Tony Robbins, obviously very successful person, and and successful at helping people be successful, which is kind of amazing and weird. Mm -hmm. But you know, his whole thing is the more. The, whatever, pick the idea where you can help the most amount of people. And so that's kind of like, I don't know. Like I just think about people, uh, you know, being interested by golf, but not being able to remain captivated or positive even, you know, yeah. golf really, it's a weird litmus test where you find yourself being negative as a grown person. And you're like, why am I, why do I do something I hate? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, why? absolutely. Why? Actually, that's a great question to end on. Why do people play golf? Challenge. To get away from the wife. <laughs> That's probably one of the biggest reasons. You're not even married. Are you married? Uh, no. See, there you go. All right. But no, but really, now why? What, what, what is it? Challenge. I mean, for me anyway, personally, it's a challenge. And I think that it must be for other people as well. Because it's so, it is, yeah, it is a hard sport Damn to, hard. Yeah. to deal with. And I think a lot of the guys that come to us for coaching, they've, they've played sports all their life, mm. sports that are probably doing some damage to the body. And they go, okay, it's maybe time that I can give that up and do something that's not going to hurt me. And golf keeps them in the game, keeps them competitive. They can go out, have fun with the boys. And I think that social element is, is, a, is just massive. And you think, think of it this way. You think of someone who's like, imagine me going to learn how to ski. I'm not going to be flying down the slopes like a, you know, someone who started when they're five years of age. Mm. So a lot of people play golf when they have done everything else, like Andy said there. So it's like, well, actually, my body has formed. My ability to learn things has slowed down a lot. So there's, yeah. there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of factors in there. The body just doesn't work, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the brain I'm doesn't. A, <laughs> I'm a bad learner. Yeah. yeah. That's, you can You've say done that. all your learning. You yeah. can't learn anymore. <laughs> I mean, golf's just so great because uh, you can take lessons and you can do whatever you want. But like, yeah, you, good luck. I don't know. I mean, you can take as many lessons as you want, but that doesn't mean anything, really. You got to put you got to put the work in, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to practice for you. And you got to do the right stuff as well. It's yeah. huge. We did it actually. We did a podcast with Bo Hostler the other day, which is going to probably go about similar time. And he was so mature in his thinking, the way that he was talking about things. And he said, "Look, I practiced hard, but I practiced the right stuff." Yeah. I didn't, you know, practice hard didn't mean I was turning up at the golf club at eight o'clock in the morning and leaving at ten o'clock at night and playing a few holes in between. You know, he was he was doing the right things. Right. And there's a guy who's who's switched on. That guy's going to be. He'll good, do I think. well. He's going to be, well. yeah, potential world number one, definitely top ten in the world. I think he's yeah, going to be a yeah. nice guy. But just well. because he's got the right mindset. Definitely. Yeah. This is the bow that wears the tour visor. Is that true? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Love there we that go. guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inspiration, I think, maybe from you. Uh, <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, is there anything else? I think mean, Colt's got one yeah. more. He's got it. Uh, oh, come on. What's the most natural part of your swing? Ooh. And he's like, let me think. A hundred percent. My sway. <laughs> In a bad way. <laughs> What's the most natural I, you know what? part I, of the swing? I will, I, for swing. me, I will say um, speed. If that's, 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 I, I generally I don't have to think about that. And I never had to when I first started playing because I conditioned other sports. Mm. So when I played sports, when I played football or soccer, you know, I was the one who took the goal kicks. You know, I had to, right. I had to kick it the furthest. I had to, you know... I ran pretty quickly, so I was always fast. Right. I was never good at long distances, but I was always fast. So extremely good. long limbs. Yeah, is. yeah, this is, I, I challenge anybody. Even Evan, Evan's arms might not be quite as long as mine. <laughs> I'd say tempo. I'd say tempo with me. I'd say tempo. tempo. I'd say tempo is probably just comes more naturally to me. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You know, I good can't question. answer that I've question. Never asked that. No. 
Never been asked uh, that. Never. Yeah, I can't answer it. It's unanswerable for me. Yeah. <laughs> the most natural so part do, of my swing I, is I, when I tee it up, when I put the tee in the ground, usually. I love your, I think I was being very sincere and, and straight with you on your putting stroke. I thought it looked really Thank solid, you. really good. Thank you. It's I my still don't weak, know who it remind me weakest of yet. part of my game, to be honest yeah, well, with you. Yeah, well, it shouldn't yeah. be. <laughs> do, you know, do, you know what, do you know what I like about Eric's golf swing? The oh. fact that he stands up and he just just hits it. Yeah. You know, there's no, you're not sort of trying to protect anything. You're not sort of thinking, right, I need to steer this down the fairway. You tee it up, you just give it a rip and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You're not trying to guide the golf ball down there. And I think you're swinging with a lot of freedom, which... Which is brilliant. It's just because the you. start of the start is say, <laughs> get a move on. <laughs> the starter scared the shit out of me. Well, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, the, it was fun playing this morning. It was a couple, we didn't hit that many shots, but I had a couple bad ones. And I feel like in the end, I kind of got a little bit of control of it. But I mean, you know, like with us, you, you play so much golf. And then at the end of the day, you're just like, what really matters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I found that there's an inverse proportion to warming up. Uh, practicing, unfortunately, uh, and, you know, thinking to, and, and in performance. Like I find yeah. that usually it's when I just stop carrying it completely and we, you know, play with whatever. Well, I thought our warm up was good today. Those pancakes were just, were just oh. perfect, weren't they? And you had Three two pancakes. Though. And you yeah, double drops once. I double. <laughs> I went to. All right. We're going to, oh, Miles got one more. Just one, one question. Um, so I'm genuinely curious. I've had this career up until recently, my whole life, which was a solitary venture. Uh, I was an actor, and kind of like a golfer, you you play tournaments, you're polite, and you're professional, everybody, you've got a bunch of buddies who are other golfers, but it's your own, uh, it's, 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 you know, it's a solitary thing, and recently, I started a business, and I have a co-founder, and a partner, and a teammate, and it's made the world a difference. I show up every day, because I know he's going to be there. We set deadlines, we do it. Uh, you guys grew up playing the solitary sport, and yet what is fundamentally unique about what you guys do is you've got a teammate through mm-hmm. all this. As you grow and you grow and you grow, can you talk a bit about that advantage? Could you imagine what it would be like doing this totally solo now going forward? Um, what's it like building your business, which is really exciting and the sky's the limit, knowing that you're 50-50 with your buddy, but also your business partner on this? Great question. Okay, yeah, so I let, me, let me just contextualize that really quick. What, uh, wait, I fucked up my audio. <clears throat> Test one. I can't see what's going on anymore. Okay. Um, well, this might be the first podcast in a while that we're going to edit. So the question for Miles was, you guys have an unusual, um, you know, situation here, golf being an individual game, but you guys are partners in this thing together. And then what was the end of the question? How are you amazing? Could you imagine... Could you, could, could you imagine now doing this solo? Yeah. Can you just speak to a little bit of, as you built this, what it's been like, frankly, having a teammate, having a co-founder, uh, and, and being greater than the sum of your parts as yeah. you build me and my golf uh, as, as, a, as a duo. Just having a teammate to show up, um, has that made a huge difference? I think it's the, I think it's the, the, the whole backbone of, of what we've done, to be fair. I think it wouldn't, me and my golf wouldn't even be in existence if it wasn't for our relationship and actually what we what we do because I think what happens is as as when you link up and you're a team and you're a team and you're a partnership then he's growing he's pushing me I'm growing and we continue to sort of add these layers to each other that you just wouldn't be able to do on your own so if I'm having a bad day or he's having a bad day you know you've got to show up because it's not just about you you've got to you've got to you know, you've got to turn up every single day. And, and the good thing is, if you are having a bad day, then he can pick me up or I can pick him up. And, you know, we're in this constant battle. And 
I suppose, evolving situation that, that we're always trying to push each other on and challenge ourselves to actually get better. So when you're on your own, it's, it's so much harder to do that. Yeah. This is the emotional part. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, that's, that's my favorite part about my job is if, if I had to go out and shoot this shit alone, I, would, I wouldn't do it. Mm. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. But since we're like basically, you know, friends that get to work together is the way I see it, right? Luckily, we get to choose. I don't know. I just That's my favorite part about it. You know what I mean? So... And the, t- the thing, the team that you get around you is just the most important thing because if you've got a guy or a girl who's just not in, in line with your values and your vision, then it's just not going to work. And yeah. you know, you'll, you, we even this is the strange thing. We even think a little bit more alike now, just because yeah. you spend that much time with each other. I spend more time with him than, well, my ex-girlfriend. Um, but uh, you know, that, you tend to nothing to do with me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything to do with you, Piers, probably. Uh, it's your fault. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think you, you tend to merge into the same person, you know, right. because you know you you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, and I think you Whoa. know that's a that's a big part in in what we've done. We surround ourselves with the right people, and yeah. uh, you know, to to help us get to what we want to want to get to. It's a it's a great point that Miles made about saying you know you know you got to turn up. You know, I, I don't know. I can't even remember how many days we've had off ill in the last five six years. It'd be less than five. You know, yeah. it's just, you, just you, you can't do it. You've got to do it. You've got to get in there and you've got to do it. Monday's the best day of the week and because we know that we get to spend the time to actually figure out what we're going to do that week. And I think it's, you know, it's, uh, it, uh, you know, we'll always have different ideas, but we'll always agree on something. There'll never be a point when it's like, oh, we just can't agree on anything and we just won't put it up. You know, we'll always agree on something, but it, you've got to find out how to do that. And we are very similar in how we think now. It is a bit crazy really and you'll find that as well you know anyone who's doing this you know you do something together like this it's just mental really the amount of time we spent together even to the point today we were on a bike on bonus beach and i was going i'm getting a bit subtle sorry so that's exactly what i was just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. yeah so it is it is crazy yeah well uh all right thank you so much for your time guys thank you so much thank it's been awesome us. everybody really uh it. go yeah we'll have links for you guys below is there anything else you need people to know about um, no. Go no. And check out the video yeah, that you just done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that myself. Yeah. Check out the YouTube channel. Check out the Instagram. Check out the website. It'll yeah. all be in the description below. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Thanks Cheers so much for having us. Yeah. Thanks, guys.